Bertels, and you're listening to Joy in Truth. Today's gospel is from Luke chapter 11, verse 29 through 32. It's a short gospel, so I'll read it to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In our Gospel, Jesus rebukes the listeners surrounding him for demanding a sign. How much more do we demand a sign to this day? I think people are often fascinated by private revelations. They're looking for miracles around every corner. But the fact is, in Jesus Christ, God has said everything. In Christ, God has spoken, and there is nothing left to say. So the goal of our life is to get to know who Christ really is. The objective of Lent is to reorient our lives to Christ, and we do this through the disciplines of Lent, namely through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The goal is to enter into intimate communion with Christ, and this is something we all need to work on. We shouldn't be fascinated by private revelations. We shouldn't be looking for miracles around every corner, as important as these things are. Primarily, we need to get to know who Jesus really is. The question then becomes, what's the best way to do that? Of course, in the first place, we need to listen to the church. It's through the church, the holy city of truth, that we hear the voice of Christ. The church transmits the fullness of divine revelation in its full purity. So, as Vatican II noted in Lumen Gentium, Within the Catholic Church, the fullness of truth subsists. So, in studying the belief of the Church, we learn who Christ is, and we learn what he taught. Also, there are other things we can do to learn who Jesus really is. One is the ancient style of prayer known as Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina means simply divine reading. It's Latin for divine reading. And it's a very simple prayer exercise. It goes like this. Go to a quiet place, open your Bible to one of the Gospels, and pick one of your favorite passages, or perhaps just pick a passage at random. Pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance and enlightenment, and then read the passage aloud. Reflect on the characters in the passage, the day, the time, what it would have been like to be there, Meditate on what this passage means and what it is saying to you. Again, pray to the Spirit for guidance 
and read the passage a second time aloud. Now ask yourself, what is Jesus saying here? What stands out? What is he saying that seems most important for you in your life? Reflect in silence. Let God move your heart. Read the passage aloud a third time. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Now, reflect on what Christ might be moving you to do. What message is he giving you? Zero in on just one sentence or perhaps just a couple of words. What is Jesus saying to you about your life, about repentance, about something you perhaps need to do or perhaps need to stop doing? Much more can be said about Lectio Divina, this ancient practice of prayer in the church. Pray the Gospels. Learn who Jesus really is. And of course, that's our goal for Lent, and it should always be the goal of the Catholic and the Christian, because Christ truly is our life. In his person, he is life itself. He's truth itself and love itself. And if we're to love Jesus, we need to know him, because one cannot love who one does not know. I think today that many Catholics and other Christians too infrequently explore Christ. Many times Catholics will have a vague understanding of Christ as God made man, but they don't look further into who Jesus is. For example, what does it mean to say that he's fully divine and fully human? How did he become fully human? Is he more man than God or more God than man? Well, no. He's 100% God and 100% man. He's fully God and fully human. But what does this mean for the way Christ lived, Jesus of Nazareth? What was his consciousness like? And how does this man, Jesus, who is also God, save us? Exactly how does his sacrifice on the cross an intentional sacrifice of his human will to the will of the Father in perfect love and obedience, how does that save us? We often know intuitively that we're saved by the cross of Christ, by his intentional sacrifice. But you see, my point is, is there's much, much more to learn here. And if we really do love Christ, we will make him, his person, the object of our life, he will begin to occupy our thoughts. We won't seek signs that are perhaps unnecessary. We won't seek extraordinary signs. We won't always be looking into private revelations and developing a greater and greater fascination for them. Instead, we will be fascinated by the Word made flesh, the person of Jesus Christ, the perfect image of the Father, in whom God has revealed everything. God bless you. I'm Deacon Frederick Bartels, and thank you for listening to Joy and Truth.